cave of cool. Balloon juice. Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool presents Balloon Juice, a pop culture podcast from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Movies, TV, comic books, current events, and all things cool. Hold on to your toques. Balloon Juice starts now. Now, we decided to come up with a questionnaire uh, because, you know, a lot of people have them. There's the, the Colbert questionnaire. There's the, uh, the Proust questionnaire. There's a lot Very of famous a lot of people who, who have questionnaires. So here at the Cave of Cool, we, and, and this is, there's been input from you. I mean, I, I put it, I put it together, but with input from you. Uh, so I have a questionnaire here, which we, which we will go through right now. Okay. Uh, now there, there, there's going to be some surprises here, I think, but, but uh, I, I think it, it'll be interesting. So let's, let's start with the very first Cave of Cool questionnaire. So, and here's question number one. What? Is the perfect vacation perfect vacation when you have no um, um, demands on you when you get yeah. to do anything you want mm-hmm. and you don't have to be somewhere you don't you're not being even even like you go on a vacation but your whole time is scheduled and, and scripted right and you have to go do certain things at certain times because mm-hmm. that's when the cruise ship says you have to do them. Right. Um, I think when you get that freedom and that's a very rare thing yeah so 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 yeah cruise cruise ship or something like that with a with an itinerary you know, itinerary and a schedule is not is not the perfect vacation for you. No, no, no. So I just want the freedom to do anything. Okay, so it doesn't even need to be a a location. It's just no, no. Yeah. Location doesn't matter. It matters to the people I guess you're with. Yeah. If you get lucky enough to be with people that you can stand mm-hmm. for all of ten minutes. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be it'd be difficult to go someplace like a, a Disney World for like a week with a family. Yeah. It would drive you nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, just because uh, all the demands and all the yelling and the screaming and then the not getting in and waiting in line and mm-hmm. sitting in the Florida sun, yeah, being uncomfortable, and you know standing for two hours just for you know to get in the log ride and you know whatever. Yeah, the uh, last thirty seconds, yeah. I, you know what? I have to agree with that. I think I think that is the perfect vacation. Basically, it's it's where you are your own your your own boss. You just don't have to. You don't have an itinerary. You don't have anyone expecting you to do anything. I mean, that's a curse too, because then yeah. you're 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 trying to fill your day with things, yeah. and that's really difficult to do. You end up watching toddlers and tiaras, <laughs> because you need to watch something for the next half hour. Your brain's going to explode. Um, see, for me, the perfect vacation is is someplace old. Uh, yes. For me, I mean, uh, you know, people talk about tropical vi- tropical beaches and vacations, things like no. that. But I, you know, put me in an old place, an old city, an old right, old you know, European a, a, city, old European cities, yeah, with yeah. a castle. Mm-hmm. nearby yeah. castle yeah. i can see from this from from the center square yeah i can see the castle yeah. that's and, what I and, like. and no itinerary just basically yeah i'm gonna go mm-hmm. you know i'll walk the cobble streets i'll i'll buy food off of a street vendor you know uh, i like rick steves, rick steves. do what i want rick steves i, I used to love watching rick steves yeah. love his stuff his stuff yeah. is just half hour long he takes you into the city or the rhineland or whatever mm-hmm. that's my kind of uh, that's that's my kind yeah you just mentioned that that'd be perfect yeah. if you had to go somewhere that would be perfect. As long as there's no one telling you you got to get on the bus at this time and go exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. As long as it's like you can wander. I can go. To, I can. Yeah. I can go. To, I can take ten buses to go to the castle. Yeah. At ten different times. Yeah. The castle's not going anywhere. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's it's been there for hundreds Karen. of years. Karen. Yeah. 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 As long as there's no Karens bitching you out, 
That's that's the perfect picture. Well, there would be American Karens. You just know it. That's not the way we do it in Georgia. Yeah, that's right. Where's the buffet? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, any any uh, vacation without a buffet is, is a good vacation. It's almost criminal. It's almost criminal. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason you go on the cruise ship is to go and have that crazy ass buffet that, that you shouldn't eat that much food. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I knew, I, I, I know a guy, uh, he's an author, uh, Adam Troy Castro, who he actually, um, he had to uh, leave his, his home and he was going to go into an apartment, but he couldn't get into the apartment for like four weeks. And he, right. you know, he said, well, what am I going to do? I can't stay in a hotel because it's too expensive. So he, he looked at all of his options and he realized that the cheapest option for him was actually to go on a cruise ship. <laughs> so he actually went on two cruise ships back to back, basically just to find a place to live <laughs> until he was able to get into his apartment. Uh, you know, and he lives in Florida. That would, be bad. that would be bad. So, so, you know, and he didn't, you know, indulge in, you know, he didn't drink a whole lot. He didn't, he didn't he indulge didn't in shows or anything like that. He didn't, no, he didn't, he didn't do any shores. He, uh, but that was that was his, uh, that was his it was, that was his solution. Uh, and, well, I just you know, I just read just go again. I read I read about this couple that figured out with their retirement that they could live on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that. I've I've seen that sort of meme about the, you know, here's oh, it would be terrible terrible cruise ship entertainment. Oh yeah. Goodness. Well, there is that. Yes. When the bathrooms go down to <laughs> the, the the plumbing, yeah, the plumbing gets caught up, that gets stuck somewhere. That's yeah, not so good. Babies start falling up the deck, you know, <laughs> and they close the ski ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, as long as you just sort of, you know, just I okay, it. don't join any conga line, you know. Never, no, <laughs> yeah. never. Cal never. does not conga. Cal does not conga. All right. Okay. Question number two Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars, closest really? thing to my heart. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Star, Star Trek, Star Trek is more reliable. Um, than Star Wars, but Star Wars gets right to the heart. It's the one thing I don't argue with people about uh-huh. because it's so close to my heart. Uh-huh. And, you know, when people got into everything about the prequels and everything, I just kind of, I, I left that argument behind. Uh-huh. I just, one of those things that I just don't argue Star Wars with anybody. Yeah. If they get it and they love it, I'm very happy for them uh-huh. because I don't, it's one of those things I don't care if they get or not Yeah, because I get it and I really get it. Like when you watch something like The Mandalorian, I feel sorry for somebody who doesn't like that. And even like talking about Kenobi with all the, the racism over a uh, third sister, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Moses, whatever her last name is. Moses Ingram, yeah. In- Ingram. Um, just the, the, the shit she's been taking on online because she just happens to be black. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's the kind of thing that just, I just have no truck in because yep. it's just, they just don't get it. Yeah. So how about you? Definitely Star Trek. Um, that is something that I was totally into before there even was a Star Wars. I mean, you know, 75 through... 76 that was the bait that was when the, it, the reruns it, it, yeah it, uh, i mean it, 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 i was a huge boy. fan i was a huge fan of the show before they came out with the new prints you know back when when the old prints that mm-hmm. were all broken and and yep. and, and, and you know, dirty and the sound you know was was terrible uh i loved the show back then so that was that's always good to be well, my it, thing. It, I, I mean, it revived in syndication it was yeah. bre- imagine it I remember being in cadet camp and working at cadet camp mm-hmm. and we got off every day at six to have supper and we would go and have supper at six and at seven o'clock, seven on the dot, we'd have our flaming Drambuies. Mm-hmm. We'd have the Drambuies be lit, right? Yeah, right. And, 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 be lit, yeah. and Star Trek would start at seven o'clock and between seven and eight every night, all of us guys that work, we worked a long day from six in the morning in the hot sun with those little bastards. Mm-hmm. And we were drill instructors and that was our time. 
to sit at that bar and get and drink and and enjoy our Star Trek. That was I remember that summer. That was the best thing, man. We I waited for seven o'clock. But again, flaming jam beers, blow them out first before you throw them in your mouth. Yes. There I've seen guys, I've seen actually seen guys throw the flaming liquid at their face. <laughs> right? Oh. So if they had a mustache, they lost it. Yeah. But thank God they made us shave most of it off by then, right? So you didn't have a lot of face to burn except your regular face. And it was already burnt by the sun. Yeah. So from being in the sun all day. But no, blow out the drum first, then you drink. Yes. Uh yeah, well, for me, for me, it's definitely Star Trek. Uh, I love Star Wars, but 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 it's always going to be Star Trek. I mean, I I know that there are lots of Star Wars fan films, and I have seen some of them, and they're good. Um, but I will watch Star Trek fan films, you know, if there's no Star Trek. <laughs> it's like that's, that's right. like that's, that's how much I, that's I, okay. I love it. That, it's like, that, yeah. that is a distinguishment between yeah. the two. So yeah, for me, definitely it's Star Trek. Okay, number three. Number three. What is the scariest animal? Oh, octopus. Okay. You take a human being, you put him on one end of the evolutionary scale, and you look for an animal to put on the far end, the other end, yeah. it's, it's going to be the octopus every time. Okay. I mean, every tentacle is a brain. Mm-hmm. He's got those hooks that are da- dangerous and deadly. Even a small little one can fuck you up mm-hmm. and attach itself to your eyebrow or your eyelid and rip your eyelid off like it did to that one social influencer who took and played around with a live one. And, and I eat. saw that. She tried to eat the octopus and the octopus right. and it went, had other and ideas. Went yeah. right and ripped off her eyelid. Uh, how, and how much would you freak when you're trying to blink and your eyelid is gone? And she had to shoot. She had to have the eyelid replaced. Yeah. But between the time when they replaced it and you didn't have an eyelid, can you imagine what you went through? So I'm sorry. They're just too smart. Mm-hmm. And I've heard too many stories about them. I've talked about them for years. Yeah. They're an abomination on this planet. They're, they're as alien as anything can get um, from human beings. And they, they live in the shadows. They live in the deep. They live where, where if I was an alien, I would hide my spaceship. It's <laughs> the seven tenths of water, right? Right on the right. bottom of the ocean. Uh-huh. And who's down, there, who's down there to talk to with your alien translators while you're talking to the octopus? And you think the octopus are, have, are, aren't good intentions? No. They don't have any good intentions for us. They, I, they, what they do and what they can do, if they got their shit together, mm-hmm. like an octopus city. There was a thing called Octopus City where they all the shells that they lived in, they would just deposit them there when they, when they were done with them, right? That'd be the first place I'd nuke. Octopus City. Now they're gathering in cities. Yeah. Next they're gonna. Next they're gonna have their own toilets. Is that what you want? Next, they're going to have their own crisis where they're going to wonder what the toilets are. Yeah. And, and, and they can and they can they can walk on land. They can they can get out they of their can tank walk and, on land. And, and they can change color. They can they, yeah. can they can they can they can wrap you up in a thousand different ways. They've got that big, huge beak, which can cut through anything. They're that's, crab yeah. shells like nothing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so when you can bite through a crab shell, then we'll consider you a dangerous animal in the water, <laughs> you know. And I don't want, I'm telling you, I don't, I'm not going in the water because something brushes against my leg with all that room to spare. I'm going to freak out. Stay on your side. Mm-hmm. That's your side. Stay there. Don't touch me mm-hmm. or I'm going to freak out. And they'd like to touch things. They like to grab things. They're always grabbing people's cameras. Yeah. And the guy even wrote a book, What My Octopus Taught Me. Yeah, the, uh, my octopus teacher. Yeah, yeah. He taught, he taught me he could steal a camera every day. And he, he was a smart octopus. He knew the best camera. The guy tried to bring in a cheap camera, right, just to, for the octopus to play with. He had no interest in it. He wanted the expensive one that the guy had all along. Uh-huh. He thought I'd bring, he'll bring a little little cheap underwater one, and that's good enough for the octopus. And maybe he'll take some pictures, and I'll go and get the, 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 
um, film uh, developed. Uh But no, the octopus (laughs) didn't want the cheap one. He still went after the guy's high-priced one. So they're little bastards. They just no octopus. What about you? Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not as I'm not scared of of octopuses, but uh, and I, you know, and of course I, I do love to eat them. So uh, I I, I love to eat them. But I mean, I the um for a while I was actually scared of I was I was thinking that grizzly bears were actually the most terrifying uh animal bears uh, are just bears they're bears but grizzly bears bear. grizzly bears bear. especially when you see you know there's that 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 old you know remember that uh video or that uh documentary grizzly man yes where you the know, guy where, made the suit where, to fight the grizzly bear or no this was the one where he was he thought he was friends with the grizzly oh, bear no, that, okay no this no this is the one where do you seen the other one with the grizzly man yeah i've seen that built, one, that one. Suit. grizzly okay. man you know Werner herzog did the documentary about the, the right. guy who thought he was living with the grizzlies but the grizzlies eventually sort of said well you know honestly look this is a one-way relationship dude and, 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 and honestly the, you know yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna eat the guy eat that calls himself grizzly man they did and they did eat him and they even had this recording and, and you know Werner herzog listens to the recording and says to his mother you must never listen to this recording <laughs> Because it's terrifying. And I mean, I've seen, you know, and I saw pictures of what they left behind. <laughs> it was pretty Well, a scary. couple of swats in the head and that's it, man. Yeah, You're you know, be and, done. and so, you know, grizzly, you know, black bears, I've, I've encountered black bears in the wild. And, and, and they're, if you know what you're doing, and, and again, growing up north, we had, you know, lessons in how to handle black bears. You know, yep. here's what you do. And, and, you know, I can handle that. I can handle the black bears. Uh, the grizzly bears. Yeah, it's it's no, not so like much, it was a good death. I keep thinking of the of the fall. It was a good death. A good death. Yeah. That's how you could say so, it was a good death. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, you know, for me, you know, grizzly bears are are, are kind of it's a good one. kind of it's terrifying. So that's that's that. All right. Uh, question number four. What is and here I've swiped this one, but it's a good it's a good question. What is the best sandwich? Oh, I'm, if you, if you can if you can count hamburger, it's going to be cheeseburger. Okay. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger every time. That's che- that's the that's what I want between two pieces of bread. I want cheese and beef. Mm-hmm. Um, cheeseburger. Okay. Why? So that's just a cheeseburger. It's just, just a cheeseburger. That cheeseburger yeah. sandwich. Yep. It okay. could be a double cheeseburger, a, a team burger if you're gonna if you're gonna go for anything. Because every every small town with a with a traffic light in Canada has an AW. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just blessed that way. Yeah. Um, great that's root correct. beer, and I love a team burger. Mm-hmm. Team burgers are one of the cheaper ones, and it tastes so much better than a Big Mac. And I just that's my that's my sandwich. Yeah. Well, what what about the Grandpa Burger? The three. Yeah. That three was good too. I mean, it, they make good beef. Even their even their um their fake fake it till you make it. Their Impossible Burger. Yeah. Impossible right. Burger is good, and their best burger burger mm-hmm. is really good. Mm-hmm. And that comes with a big slice of their freaking onion ring, and that's a really good burger. Okay. All right. Well, that's all right. So, Burgers mine. Burgers are and and you're not specific about it, but a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger. Cheese, definitely cheese. Okay. Mm-hmm. See for me and, the and cheeseburger you can get at, at a curling club would be the best. Well, oh, okay. Where it's cooked on that old grill that hadn't had the fat cleared off in four while. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we actually had a, you know, uh in town we had now they don't do this anymore. They used to do this. It was a, a, a Chinese rest Chinese food restaurant. Uh, where they had Western food as well, right? So you'd go and you'd get a burger for like six bucks, and it was you know burger and fries, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was the best burger in town. But then they stopped doing that. They new owners came in. We, and we said, had that not, in Red Deer, Red Deer because the, the teachers own the uh, the rights to the McDonald's. Yeah, and they had the other restaurants pay them instead of building McDonald's. 
So okay. they were making they were making money for a long time, just extorting that, that they were going to take the business away from everybody else. So we had a place called the Peacock Inn, which is the same thing. It had Western burgers. And you went there because you got huge fries or huge onion rings and a great huge burger. And that's what you always bought. All right. Okay. I like those individual plays, like a burger baron or burger boy. Yeah. No, I, I, I do. I, I like I like the uh I mean I like the fast food ones, but those 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 sort of out of the way kind of you know grills mm-hmm. have um, mm-hmm. excellent burgers. For me, the best sandwich is the Monte Cristo. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew it. I should have said I, I was about to say Monte Cristo. I can't believe you said that. The Monte Cristo is the best sandwich. It's a ham sandwich. Yes. It's a turkey sandwich. Yes. It's French toast. It's yes. all together in one. And if you have that with a plate of fries, you are just living high. I That's... like I like one of those with the tomato soup. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, that would be a good accompaniment for, for tomato soup. Uh, but and it's it's got, you know, some you know, they have cheese. Do they, they have cheese in them? So don't they melt the cheese? Yes, yeah. they do. Yeah, melt the cheese. You, you cannot go wrong with a Monte Cristo and a lot a of people Swiss. don't do it. You know, people, you know, I mean, you've got the club sandwich, which is good, but I mean, it's good, it's, but it's, it's toasted. It's, it's crunchy. Li- it's, it's crunchier. It's this four is little sandwiches. soft. Yes. The bread has got the egg in it and it's, and it's the melted cheese is just, you know, it's yeah. have that with a plate of fries and, and you are king like of the world pocket, but a better hot pocket. Yes. So that okay. for me is the best sandwich, the Monte Cristo and not too many people do them. Like, you know, I always go in whenever, but I don't see it on the menu. I always ask. Do you do, you do right. Monte Cristo? And if like that's all I'm gonna have. Yeah. Do you do, do you do? All right, next. Now this is a turkey one. Okay, number five. Describe your ideal significant other. Oh, would have to have a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I, I I always say if if her if her laughter sounds like music, because I it would have to be somebody who knew how to laugh yeah. and, and laughed at the things I said. That would be a major thing. Mm-hmm. Laugh a laugh that sounds like music. And that's it. As of course, when she died an early death, that would be the thing that would haunt me, of course. <laughs> and I would, I would banish all laughter from my life, and I'd mm-hmm. live in a cold castle like Heathcliff or, or Wuthering Heights. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I, then I, and then I'd feel perfect because she would be dead, and I could, I could feel like I could mourn her. Right. <laughs> I can mourn her and make everybody's life around me a living hell. Because I basically drove her to kill herself, right? Yeah. Just like on Wuthering Heights. Yeah, just so like Wuthering Heights. Heathcliff doesn't yeah. get away with nothing. No, you know, no. he gets abused as a child, and he comes yeah. back and he abuses everybody else, and he still gets it. <laughs> that that sounds that's perfect for me. All right, well, there we go. So yeah, Emily Bronte had it right. Yeah. No, <laughs> she only wrote one book, man. She only she wrote one book, and that book. was the one. That yeah. The so one. that's so. The, so your significant your your ideal significant other is. Is, is someone who's, whose laughter sounds like music. Sounds like music. There you go. All right. That's good. Uh, my ideal significant other, I don't know if I can answer this question because I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm sort of in between <laughs> significant others. Stage, so right? I'm, in a, I'm in a different stage. So I mean, it's changed. It, your ideal has changed. And, my my ideal, well, no, every, my, everything has changed for me, basically. Yeah. I, 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 you know, right now I do have a, a, a relationship where it's, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. You know, it's not like, it's not Heathcliff and, and, and Kathy. It's, oh, who could it's, wish? it's who not could Wuthering wish Heights. It's, it's just kind of a little, you know, sort of a thing, which is nice. Uh, little, so my, sig- from, from here to eternity. Right? So right now, my, right now, my ideal significant other is someone who doesn't demand a whole lot from me. And, right, and I've right. kind of got that right now. So that's important. So I'm, too. I'm in, I'm in a good place in that respect. So because I'll you know, only let her down. Maybe in you a, know. exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
that's if you don't expect too much of me you might not be let down that's right exactly so so it, it might be different in a year or two but for right now that's that's where that's why i feel significant others someone who doesn't demand too much of me right perfect that's such <laughs> that's a guy a answer terrible that's such answer, a man answer yeah. all right that's a man answer <laughs> all right let's let's move on to number six and this is this one be good for you what's your favorite flower tulips Okay. The first one that come out in spring, the ones I always plant, you don't have to replant them. The bulb always comes back every year. And a cool thing living here where we moved in the trailer, the fire tulips, four of them came up in front of the house Mm -hmm. and I never planted anything. I just noticed they were there and I always thought that was cool that they seemed to have followed me. And um, I was tulips. It's always tulips. Tulips. We have, you know, and we have a lot of tulips and a lot of colors that i've never seen uh i saw some well i thought they were black tulips actually yes uh, but it turns out they were they were just like a super saturated purple kind of color oh but they are amazing and we've you know uh we've had some amazing uh you know with stripes and and things like Mm -hmm. that and and all sorts of different variations of color they come they're the first ones that come out in spring it's been a very good year for tulips around in around my area um yeah okay tulips there we go um and, and, you know, they were like currency back in the 17th century. Until in, the, in a the market crashed. Until the market crashed. They were crashed, like the yeah. Bitcoin of their day. They were the Bitcoin of, yes, that's, that's exactly that's what. Right. Oh, tulips were the Bitcoin of, the, yep. of an early century. Yeah. Uh, you know, my favorite flowers, actually, one of the things that I really like to see, and, and I've been chasing them this summer, is uh, late spring, early summer, when the wildflowers start coming out. I'm not particular about a specific kind, but... I just love seeing fields of wildflowers with the different mm-hmm. colors, just a mm-hmm. riot of color in, in a meadow or a field. Uh, I used to drive um, to work along a road where the, the bank basically had all of these wildflowers right. just bursting well, out everywhere. I bet, you, and, I, I bet you they got it. Did you get? Did you ever see the one where they have it? It's kind of uh, rolled up and you, you unroll it. You mm-hmm. unroll it until it's a flat, it's a flat piece of, um, of uh, sod. Mm-hmm. It's rolled up sod, but it, when you unroll it, it's all wildflowers. I've seen that, yeah, into the yeah. I have seen that, yeah. But I mean, I, 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 really I, cool. I prefer like the natural, just on the roadsides or just in the right. meadows or in the hills. There's actually a, a, a vacation I'm planning uh, next month to <clears throat> go see a meadow with lots of flowers. It should be. Um, oh, so no, I, I, love, did, I, I did. Love, I did. I love the flowers. flowers. Yeah, yeah. Number seven. Who makes the best fried chicken? Uh, KFC. Because yep. we all know the colonel puts an addictive chemical in his chicken, which makes you crave it fortnightly. Every 21 days, you must get colonel chicken. If you don't get colonel chicken, your body starts to go into a sort of uh, uh, d- decay. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't get to the KFC, with, when, since you've already been uh, tainted with it, um, within the next seven days, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I feel about it. Okay. Every 21 days, I must have colonel chicken. Okay. And, and that's, so it's chemical warfare, basically. It's Basically. Basically, the colonel and has put out a fine bird since mm-hmm. he, he was the colonel. And there, I, I have nothing but positive memories as a child. Mm-hmm. Bucket of chicken. Um, yeah. It was this, it always tasted the same. It always tasted great. Yeah. Um, I got every because the colonel puts an addictive chemical. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Okay. Well, um, I um, I actually have a. It's a, for me. It's a toss up. I, you know what I love, and people will say I'm a blasphemer, but I love church's chicken. That's good um, too. It's like Molly Brown's. Yeah. Church's chicken, it doesn't, it's got that, you know, it's sort of a drier quality than the than the KFC, but I but I appreciate right. that. I like that. I mean, uh, and of course the old standby shake and bake chicken, um, which I will do 
you know, I'll and cook that. And shake and bake pork chops too. I yeah, that a lot. pork chops. Yeah, but but the shake and bake chicken, I buy the I buy the uh, the, oh. the, the the chicken thighs, and yep. and just shake and bake those. And I, you know, and my grandson loves that. That's his favorite thing. So whenever he comes over, <clears throat> we do the shake and bake chicken. That's, so, that's fancy cooking. So it's yeah. a toss that's up between cooking. between the you know shake and bake or or, or church's chicken. Right. And church's chicken, there used to be a church's chicken. When I lived in Vancouver, there was a church's chicken, you know, near, it's like a gas station nearby that had church's chicken. And they had, um, uh, they had the legs and the, the drumsticks and all that, but they had backs. They, yeah. they, they did backs, backs. which were cheaper. 7-Eleven you know, did backs. They had gizzards as well, which I really like. Yeah. <laughs> but they had, they did the backs and, and those were actually interesting. They were cheaper than all the other things, and, but there was still enough chicken on them to, you know, so when you're, when you're strapped for cash, you know, it's like you have a couple of backs. Seven you Eleven know. used to do good chicken too. Depending uh, on the Seven Eleven. Depending on the Seven Eleven, yeah. they had really good chicken. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, there are lots of places that do fried chicken. But uh, yeah, okay, KFC will always be top. In in America, they always talk about Popeyes between Popeyes and Chick Fil A. I would um, love to taste Chick Fil A or Popeyes. I want to see the difference. I want to taste their chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Yeah. And I mean, you know, some people say, oh, Popeye's is better than this and Chick-fil-A is better than this. And some people say it's just a chicken sandwich. Jesus, guys, lighten up. Yeah, but, but, the, <laughs> but the Chick-fil-A one is racist. That's true. So yes. You, yeah. And, you don't want to you don't want to be eating their chicken. Anti-LGBT. The racist so, chicken. Yeah. So you don't want to go to the you know, Nazi but, chicken. Yeah. But for here in Canada, we we do most every town has a KFC and, mm-hmm. and, and some places do have churches chicken. Matter of fact, I, in Vancouver, they do have a lot of them. I remember there was one, we stayed at a hotel one night and um, before we were to go home, we were in Vancouver and and it was like, we were in this hotel and this like, oh, the smell of the fried chicken. Oh, and it's yeah. like, it never stopped. It was like a 24 hour, right? It's like, holy smokes. Like, I can't sleep. I can't smell this yeah, fried chicken. Yeah, I can't sleep. I chicken here at the window. Let's move on to question number eight. Now, this one is specifically for people of a certain age because kids... If we were to ask, ask this question of, of, of you know, millennials, uh, they would have absolutely no uh, context in which to, um, to answer this question. Right. But, but for you and I, yes. th- this is a question for you and I. Who is your favorite Beatle? Oh, oh. John Lennon. Yeah. Just because he was the smarter one and he was the one who um, cared about things that uh, people, they should have cared about, you know, as, as the kind of global superstars that they were. And I think a lot of the, and I'm, I'm upset that him and Paul McCartney couldn't get over a lot of their differences, you know, at the time. Yeah. To do, um, to do as more than they did. But John Lennon, how about you? Let's do such glove. Really? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, George Harrison. Uh, I always was like, I was a big fan of George Harrison. Um, and it was sad when he, you know, died of uh, cancer. But um, his... Uh, I appreciated his um, his his music, the, the way he, he he did sort of uh, you know even you know with his solo career. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't mm-hmm. you know he didn't do the big huge hits, but he did have this sort of quality to his music, which I which I really liked. And of well, course, he brought he, a lot to the Wilburys too. He, oh yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, and when he was working with Steve, you know, or, or Jeff Lynne. Jeff Lynne. Um, but um, yeah, I think it was also you know, and I and I. I mean, while my guitar gently weeps is is oh, one of the classics of of any song. you know sort of rock music. But I mean, for me, uh, the thing that made me really appreciate him was when um, there was a documentary, and they were asking, you know, they said, "Well, do, you know, is love all you need?" You you said your song, "All you mm-hmm. need is love," and is that true? And of course, everyone was like, 
Well, you know, they they asked also they asked Abby Hoffman and 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 you know a, a lot of other base all the beatniks you know, the beatniks from the time and 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 they they you know the Allen Ginsberg and they said, well, yes, love, but you need justice. And it's like, well, yes, love, but you need this. And yeah, love, but but George Harrison was the only one who said yes, love is all you need. And he actually got a book and he read this quote about love. And he said, yeah, so absolutely, I'm sticking to that. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Love is all you need. And he was the only one who committed to that. Um, That's cool. And that was, um, you know, that uh, was just a less, a more simple, a less cynical answer than, you know, Paul McCartney's, which was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you need Imagine. love, but you, you need money too. You yeah, know? yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't actually say that. But, but he, Is Ringo the best drummer in, in, the, in the world? Ringo's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. No, <laughs> that that's kind of humor that I like. That's, that's they, yeah, that's the kind of comebacks that I like. To yeah, keep, yeah. Up with. Did you see the uh, as a, as a side note? Did you see that um, documentary? That uh, yes, get, I did. Yeah, now that was in, very insightful, very interesting. Right, you, know? you could see you could see the the this guy's tr- struggling to be creative with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and also that and the, there's just some amazing moments in like that. The moment when Paul McCartney just sort of pulls get back out of his ass. You know, he's just mm-hmm. he's just sort of playing on the guitar, and suddenly it's like, oh yeah, you know, and he's got this. He's it's get back. You know, and it's like holy shit. You know, he's just and the fact that they both put each other to such an impossibly high standard mm-hmm. that that they reached it. Mm-hmm. You know, because they did, and it, even though it cost us years of their music. And it cost us the Beatles evolving into ELO, which I believe Jeff Lynn, uh, um, uh, John Lennon said that, that uh, they would have evolved into ELO. Yeah. Um, that, that we missed out on that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the things that I regret. Yeah. Yeah. And I love ELO. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. ELO had two cello players. Think of that. Was, you gotta, two. you know, you gotta have confidence in what you're doing. If you're not exactly. two cello players, two cello players. Yeah. And yeah. you're in your rock band. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you, Jethro Tull? Come on. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. This is like yeah, fancy schmancy rock and roll. Um, <clears throat> all right. Question number nine. You have no plans and no obligations. That's my life. Sounds what? like, sounds okay. like my every so, day. Okay, this is easy. This will be easy for you that you have no plans and no obligations. What do you do with your day? Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm so, I'm institutionalized. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I get online. And I look over all my stuff that I've got, whatever my Facebook feed is. Uh-huh. And so I see new trailers and I put those up. I do my little features on my blog. Um, you know, it's just kind of fills my day. It's a way of filling my day uh-huh. because I don't have anything else to fill my day. And it's really terrible. And I think I'd be less depressed if I had something to do to fill my day. But I, I fill my day. And I just uh-huh. look for things to fill my day. But just entertained with this stupid um, idiot box. And if it wasn't this, I'd be reading all the time. Until my eyes, you know, went bad or I lost my eyesight. Yeah. So if it wasn't this, it's, it's just a form of reading, basically. It's getting online and, and reading and, and checking out my programs, being able to download the programs and not have to watch them with the commercials. Um, little things like that. Enjoying every, every weekday watching um, um, The Price is Right. I don't know why. When they had Plinko the other day and I missed it and I was so pissed off with my mother. She didn't call me into the room and they had Plinko. She goes, he won $16,000. I go, how? Playing Plinko. I go, there was Plinko? You didn't call me in for Plinko? <laughs> I love Plinko. Plinko, okay. You know what Plinko is. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know the Plinko, yeah. 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 And Drew Carey, Drew Carey is, is very inoffensive. He's very mm-hmm. likable. So yeah. an hour a day, I always watch, I watch my, my prices are right. Yeah. So how about you? Well, if I don't have any plans or obligations, I, I, what I like to do is basically just to go where the wind takes me. Uh, 
I, you know, I, I mean, I will spend some time on social media, probably more time than I should. Um, but if I'm, if I have a day where I have no obligations, um, I will go. Uh, I mean, um, ideally, um, it would be finding a bookstore. Yeah. Like if I had a book, if I could find a bookstore and, and I just sort of, and especially if I were in a larger center, cause I'm in, I'm in a smaller town and there's two bookstores and I know what's in them. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I've memorized the shelves already. So I, I, I don't go there a lot, but if, if I were in another town, if I were to go say, you know, to Kelowna or whatever, and, you know, I'd find a bookstore and, right. and I browse, you know, new bookstores, old bookstores, especially old bookstores. Um, but even, you know, even if I just, you know, even a, going to Walmart, <laughs> You know, yeah, which is yep. you know, I just sort of wander on Walmart, see the people and, and and see what's on there and see if there's anything interesting and you know, if there's anything baked goods on sale, you know, it's like mm-hmm, okay, you mm-hmm. know, is that is that you know, can I I, I know that's a crappy, you know, <laughs> it's like they're ding dongs, okay. But I mean, look, they're on sale. I you know, know they're on sale, like, you know, and they're on sale at at, at, a, at a bake sale. So you I don't care, they're at the bottom of the barrel, I'm gonna get them anyway. Because yeah. they're they're home baked. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically my, my, you know, if I have no plans or obligations, I will just wander. I know. Cool. And I, and I, you know, I'll like park somewhere downtown and just wander around. Uh, I used like to love doing t- that. Today, for instance, if I'd had the day I, I was running errands and things, but they had a farmer's market downtown, yep. which they do every Saturday and, and which made parking difficult, which was you know a bit of a pain in the ass. But if I'd had no obligations, if I wasn't doing running errands, I could have just sat, you know, parked and just sort of wandered around and see what there was. Mm-hmm. see what they had yeah that's cool yeah so okay number 10 wine beer or whiskey or some other spirit wine i, I have no taste for beer mm-hmm. i never and I, ne- I never did uh, i don't know what it is we guys had house um bush parties and stuff and people are drinking beer i couldn't stand it i, I felt i felt bad when somebody gave me a beer because i felt obligated to finish it yeah. And it just made me sick. I, I like I like beer when I'm, I've got lots of um, like Oktoberfest or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's got to be a certain coldness and it's got to be a certain size and it's got to be I've got to have the hot mustard and the and the bratwurst with me. Right. Um, but I've got I got no taste for beer. Mm-hmm. Um, wine I prefer um, white wine. Again, I could drink that uh, that the uh, the cheap champagne. What was it called? Oh, the Lonesome Charlie. Lonesome Charlie. Well, even Lonesome Charlie, man. I was good. The, that, that was some oh, good this, stuff. But um, I always get. I baby, was, duck, baby Duck. Baby good. Duck. That's, baby that's, Duck yeah. was really good. That was good, too. I, yeah. I would rather drink a whole big magnum of Baby Duck <laughs> out in the bush than yeah. drink two beers. Okay. Because I just can't stand the taste of it. All right. Yeah. So you're, you're definitely not a, not a beer. Dear, no, one. And, whiskey, and, and, whiskey, and I just get too bad, bad Yeah, but you you know you you do the vodka ghoulies and things like that. Vodka. Yes, I prefer that vodka. Okay. Vodka vodka is better because vodka doesn't have that that strong aftertaste. Yeah, and vodka is made out of potatoes, and for some reason I don't get sick that way. <laughs> then yeah. with something rum, which is made with sugar, mm-hmm. um, which is really deadly, gets yes. when you get a hangover. Mm-hmm. Uh, rum coolers are the worst. Mm-hmm. They, my some of my worst getting six. Yeah. Um, I've been on rum coolers. And Southern Comfort, Ugh, that's the worst. Yeah, Southern Comfort. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I I'm definitely a beer guy. Um, well, craft beer. Ha- craft beer, yes. Uh, any sort of interesting craft beer, I I'm I'm all over. If I go to a liquor store, I've spent hours sort of looking for something really interesting. Um, the the darker, the bitterer, the better. 
Um, I mean, I, I do like a Pilsner. Or, or, or like a Guinness? I, I love a Guinness, yeah. But I mean, anything, you know, Guinness or or something a little less smooth, you know, a little, maybe something a little rougher. Uh, for instance, here in, in in my area, we have a a, a, um, a brewery called Cronogue Ales, and they do a, a, a stout, which they call the backhand of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, that's the, uh, that's the kind of, that's a man's beer. That's a man's beer. They have, they've also got a sort of a red, uh, beer. They, they have a red branch ale and a pickish, pictish pride kind of, uh, they, they've got also it's a kilt wearing beer. Yeah. And these, this is a, this is a, uh, a brewery that is on a pig farm. That's uh, a knife. That's a knife in your sock beer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but but things like that, like Hobgoblin or something like that, you know. You well, know. I was drinking craft pop yesterday. Yeah. I drank a, a Saskatoon pop. Oh, really? A Saskatoon seltzer. Saskatoon berry. Out of Saskatoons. Really? It was a seltzer. Wow. It was like a, it was craft pop, but it's yeah. trouble, trouble D was mm-hmm. called. So I drank one of those and then I drank what else? What it was an, or- an orange. Yeah. I haven't had orange pop in a while. And I thought, oh, orange pop. That's what I want. Yeah. And it was a craft one. So, yeah. See, that's, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, you know, anything is interesting. You know, I mean, you know, people who do sort of drink, you know, it's like, I'm all, I drink Molson's or yeah, I drink Labatt's Blue and that's it, Ugh. which was my dad, you know. But, but I mean, I, yeah, but I mean, I, I, and I've tried to share, I had a friend, I had an old buddy of mine who, who passed away a, a long time ago, but he, he and I used to go to hockey games together and, and I tried to, I bought him a backhand, I, you know, mm-hmm. and he, He's a native guy and he took a drink of the back and he goes, Oh, yeah, it tastes like medicine, you know. <laughs> but the but he, so I, the so brother's I, beer, they the, yeah. So I so I, I bought him a bud, you know. <laughs> but um uh uh it was um anything interesting, anything sort of you know new. Actually, then that was one of the my uh, in Kelowna they have what's called the beer fest. Yes. Uh and and we went one year uh and um uh, you know, we spent the whole day basically sampling all these beers. It was great. It was marvelous. I've been to this food and drug show that uh, this Viva food and drug show when I was in the university, mm-hmm. where you paid 15, 50 cents for a token and you get to try all the different liquors. Yeah. And remember we stole the bottle of Napoleon brandy. <laughs> that was fantastic. Brandy, I think is my very, very favorite yeah. out of a snifter glass, kind of like that. Yeah. You can drink it like straight. Mm-hmm. It's like Drembuie, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I do like brandy actually if you warm it up yes heat it up it's it's quite good um my my current actually well my current uh alcohol is none because i'm trying to keep my blood pressure down but so i've, I've sort of stopped drinking for a while I'm, but i'm mean, the same way i the, the, the last time i can't believe i didn't get sick when i drank all that so quick yeah but my uh my whiskey drink uh these days has been jameson's actually um, oh boy, that's really that's really fancy. The Jameson's Irish whiskey—that's a good—that's a good whiskey. I mean, I'm, I, I like I like you know I always tell everyone you know buy, buy me just a, a a bottle with some amber liquid in it and I'll be happy. And I've had I've gotten Scotch and bourbon and things like that, but the the Jameson's so far has been my favorite. No, mine be brandy, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I do like rum. There's a rum called the uh, Old Sam. Uh, which I have a, a, a buddy in town. He's 90 years old. He used to be in the Navy. Um, so he knows rum. So he said, old Sam, that's the best rum. It's made with Demerara, Demerara sugar. And, and he said, that's the, that's oh, the Navy rum. That's sugar, you know. So, that's you, man. so I, that's I go grog. down. And, that's grog. Yeah, so I go, it's, and he's an old Navy guy, like I said. Yeah. Like, you know, so he was, I'll go down and we'll have a drink with him. We'll have, usually end up having a rum together. Half and half. Oof. Yeah. 
but um, that's where they drank it on the ship. Half that's half. the way he drank it on the ship, and that's why yep. he likes it. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, that's again Good question. Not not uh, not a whole lot of drinking happening lately. Maybe when I'm same way. Maybe if I, way, I got my blood pressure under control, I'll I'll have a you know a drink now and then. But yeah, just to the point where it's just no no purpose, right? Yeah. I don't I don't need to get sick. All right. Question number eleven. What is your favorite season? Oh, fall. It's fall. It's got to okay. be fall. Yeah. Everything's becoming into winter. You get to wear warmer clothing. Um, it's cool to go out with the with the hoodies on and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the leaves when the leaves change. Um, yeah. We're very lucky here. We get the four seasons. I mm-hmm. couldn't live in a place where it was only one season. Like mm-hmm. Southern California would just drive me up the wall mm-hmm. with no rain, same temperature every day, and mm-hmm. drought. And just that would just drive me crazy. So fall because things are changing from the summer to the to the winter, and you're actually you forget how much winter can suck when you're in fall, right? You enjoy because you yeah. enjoy it so much. You wish yeah. fall could last, and then fall becomes winter, and then you just hate it mm-hmm. until spring comes along. Yeah, but it's between spring and fall. But I go with fall. You go with fall. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, my, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit um, schizophrenic when it comes to, to favorite seasons because I do like some things about winter. I mean, yes, oh, I too. generally winter sucks, uh, and, and especially you know driving and trying to get you know up, up hills and things like that if you don't if your winter tires well, aren't especially up to, especially if you stuff. live in a in a province where none of you can do that. Yeah, well, every time there is a little a sliver of snow hits the ground, every news station across Canada shows you guys trying to go up that same hill <laughs> and it's the same hill in every town where you yeah. get up and it slides back into traffic. Every I see that film film footage. It's, it's perennial. It's an evergreen. Yes. Right. Every time you guys get snow, that happens. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. It's either mountain driving. It's 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 you guys. It's when you cross the border. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, the thing is, it's it's it, that one hill because a lot of the towns in BC don't don't have the budget for for the snow removal like like right. you know like most places do. Uh, but yeah, there there is um there there is some heart stopping and the rain moments. turns to ice. Yeah, the rain uh, turns yeah. to ice so easily. Yeah. Yeah, but there are some things I do love about winter. I, I, the clothes, for instance. I mean, I got this long sort of dark coat that I love wearing. I'd uh, rather get. It's so much easier to get warm than to get cool. Yes, it's harder true. to get cool. I that's hate true. the heat of the summer. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you got to have winter. Winter, you can always layer up or layer down. That's true. And I have a great old sweater that I love to. Even when I wake up now in the morning, I love to put uh-huh. on. Yeah, so uh, I, do you know, I, I, I do have a love-hate relationship with winter, but I think I think winter is probably my favorite season, especially emotionally. I mean, you know, you've got the sort of that when you're going for a walk in the in the woods in the snow, and you get this, that is you know, cool. everything's quiet and, and, and it, it crunches. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, that's cool. It's, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And I mean, but then, but then Christmas has to come around and ruin the whole feeling. Well, right? that's that's but a it's whole Christmas thing, but, I mean, with this Christmas shit, <laughs> like all this Christmas shit that shows up. Yeah, it would be a nice, nice place. If it wasn't for all that Christmas. That Christmas, yeah, yeah, that's true. Fully, fully, uh, fully <laughs> uh, so Christmas is not your favorite season. What day is it, boy? Yeah. No, I hate Christmas. <laughs> I can't stand. I can't fucking yeah. stand Christmas. I the Grinch is the only thing I like out of Christmas because he spends half of that thing just torturing those poor who's, and I yeah. I enjoy watching him do that. Yeah, until he learns his <laughs> lesson, and I got to realize that you know, okay. You know, heart grows two sizes that day. Come yeah, on, yeah. Uh, but well, up to that point, I enjoy him. All the, all the misery he brings to yeah, the who's. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do like summer sometimes. You know, uh, uh, but I prefer it when it rains. Yeah, uh, and particularly I, summer I, rains are 
best summer rain, stormy storm yeah. yeah i love summer storms we've been having that weather lately and that's nice but i mean summers for me are are have been uh in this, especially in this area most it's like i, I take up smoking in the summer not because i want to just because i have to breathe you know it's like the air is just filled with smoke because of the fire yeah. uh fire you know uh, forest fires um so summer is is not my favorite season <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, yeah, and again, like you said, it's easier to get warm than it is to get cool. Oh, I just and I just hate being in the heat. Yeah. I just yeah. hate the humidity. Yeah, I hate the jungle. I hate I hated Australia for that reason too. Mm-hmm. I just it was just brutal. But I loved it when the big storms would come and everybody'd be trapped inside, and I'd be outside. Finally, I'm wet for a reason. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, number twelve. Uh, if you could have dinner. With anyone in the world, living or dead, who would it be? Stanley. Stanley. Okay. Stanley uh-huh. would probably be one of the. Where Stanley, when he was at the height of his his, his storytelling power, uh-huh. not not at not at, maybe in the seventies when he was very pro Marvel and uh-huh. just the way he was, the way he presented everything, like on uh-huh. the cartoons. You know how he's hi. This is Stanley. Uh-huh. You know, in the Hulk cartoon or the yeah. the Spider Man Spider Spider Man and his Amazing Friends that era because he was such a a, a, a a fan of marvel comics and i was too and i think i would have just loved to hear his stories uh-huh. i think that would have been um amazing to, to actually get the time to pick his brain uh-huh. him, or, him or jack kirby i think yeah. it would be amazing i watched a a special um, interview with jack kirby where he was drawing this little thing with a, a reporter while he was talking about drawing comics and he and he, he talked about the history of comic books just in this one little drawing he drew of her and him doing the interview, um, and him smoking a cigar and wearing that that shirt that he that t shirt that he always wore, um, and and it, he was such an amazing storyteller when he just he, he she I couldn't believe that he she was getting a Jack Kirby original um, caption drawing right that he was drawing her a little what do they call them when they draw the little um, that's at the fair. Like the little portrait. Uh, portrait, yeah. Yeah, but he was drawing one of those for her uh-huh. that he was going to give her to take away, a Jack Kirby original. <laughs> and and she had no idea of the depth of, and he was dumbing it down for her, uh-huh. why comic books were so important yeah. and why his career was so, was, was, was so interesting. And mm-hmm. he, it, just, it just explained everything to him and uh, Dale Chihuly, the, the glass master, right, the guy yeah. that has the, 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 the patch. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I, I find documentaries with him to be really, really fascinating. I think he's a really fascinating guy. Mm-hmm. So those would be mine. Or even Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, um, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Michael Che, and, uh, and what's his name? Uh, Colin Jost on Saturday Night Live. I right. think those guys would be interesting. Yeah. So those would be, those would be round up the, the tape. The tape. <laughs> and, but no, no Millie Bobby Brown. I don't want to see. No, I had no. to watch her on that hot ones. Yeah, she did show. the hot wings. Yeah, the, the, oh she ran, my god, she yeah. was brutal. Yeah, and and they're brutal too because they they find out things about them that they they're talking to her about killer whales, right? Mm-hmm. She gets she's a nut for killer whales, and she's dying. She's at the eighth eighth hot wing, uh-huh. right? Like sixty thousand or six million scovilles or whatever it is, uh-huh. and she's telling the story, telling these things about whales, and she can't even deal with the fact that her mouth is burning, right? And I loved watching her suffer, but at the same time, she was still keeping her her composure. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing show. I I saw that the little clips of that from uh, uh, on different 
social media sites. So yeah, I had to share. I had to share it when I saw it because yeah. it was it was Millie Bobby Brown being all the things I hate about her. Yeah. But I couldn't. I couldn't. I could. If people want to see why I don't like her, mm-hmm. watch her in that thing. She's so miserable to be around. But it's because of the. Is it because of the hot wings? Or is it because, as I believe, that's the way she is all the time? The hot wings just reveal character, right? Uh, well, yeah. The hot wing will reveal your character. Uh-huh. And so I think she's just miserable like that all the time. <laughs> and she answers in a real snotty way that I want to smack her in the head for. But she was suffering from those wings. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm half don't know it's it, that she's not really like that. But I have a feeling she's like that without the hot wings. Because uh-huh. I said hot wings reveal character. Yeah, that's true. How about you? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I'm, uh, there's so many people who I could mention, and and you know, there's so many people who are you know seem interesting, but probably would be boring to have dinner with. And I'm so I'm I'm just gonna go boring. And you know, if I could have dinner with anyone in the world, living or dead, uh, I would want to have dinner with my dad. You know? Yeah. Uh, my dad passed away a long time ago, and Mine and too. you know, and I didn't even think of that one. Yeah, and that's that the only. My, that's, that would be my one. You know, that's You're the right. only the only one because I'm and and you know because I used to like you know I would I would you know well you know my dad was my dad so you know and, and you know it's I like you kind of saw my blog I think my dad would have loved my blog yeah but that's... He, he, he taught himself how to work a computer when he was working in security at the university uh-huh. and I think he would have loved checking out my blog every day and seeing the, whatever I posted about yeah and I think we would have talked about a lot of things yeah. That yeah. way, yeah, and that's the thing. I, you know, we wouldn't. I don't. You know, it's, it's just it's my dad, so we wouldn't really that's be talking about anything, yeah. anything world shaking or anything like that. Just, no, no. just talking about stuff. You know, um, yeah. So that's that's a boring answer, I suppose. But that's, no, it's that's a good answer. Of, that's that's, the, that would uh, be my answer too. Yeah, it's the uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I mean, you could say Socrates or Rousseau or or something, but honestly, Socrates? They'd, probably be, they, they, they'd probably be really. I'd be calling them dreary, Socrates, though. Dreary I'd be calling them, yeah, with, I'd be calling them Socrates. You know, or, you know, you could say, you know, uh, like you could say uh, um, uh, Truman Capote or something like that. He'd probably oh, no, be yeah. interesting for a while until he got too drunk. No, and, that voice. Yeah, and that it would just voice. be embarrassing, yeah. That voice. Yeah. Okay. Next. Anyway, here, here's a similar question. I probably should have okay. arranged these differently. But here's number 13. If you could travel back in time to one point in history, what point would that be? You know, I, I always like the time when they were musketeers, I'd like yeah. to walk through the streets of Paris with a sword and those base boots and the big gloves and right. challenging guys to duels and things like that. And going on missions for the, for the, for the queen and think that, that whole, that whole Michael York movie. That's what I wanted to live in. Right. Even though it was dirty and stinky <laughs> and they, they, they had not uh, mastered the, their sewage problems in the big cities. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they actually lived better and ate better than we do today. Um, and the only thing that they killed them was they lived in such close um, unhygienic um, quarters that they died of things like cholera, a lot of things that could be prevented with a simple hygiene. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's except for the hygiene of the 1700s. I think the 1700s when the age of reason and and mm-hmm. when things were starting to change and people were getting more educated. I think that would have been a cool time to live in um, or the future, of course, because yeah. the future would be amazing to live in. Yeah, but you know, I mean, back in the 17th century, I mean, things like a toothache could be a death sentence because exactly, you know, yeah. they didn't have the, you know, the dental care that they. But I love the costumes, man. I'm all uh, about the performance. I love what to show. I love the, yeah. the costumes and the sword and just being able to walk through the streets like that. Uh, I thought that would be very cool. Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. That's cool. I have my own little servant that rode a donkey behind yeah. me, you know? <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> Pancho Villa. Yeah. That's yeah. what it would be like. Uh, yeah, I, I would, with me, it would have to be a time and a place. Uh, and, and I would want to go travel back to the, um, either the late twenties or the early thirties. Oh, and it would have to be, yes, the jazz age. And it would have to be in New York. Okay. So, you know, I, because again, you know, there's, there you go. I mean, uh, in New York. Did you ever watch Perry Mason? Uh, Yes. I love the, wasn't that an amazing time period? Yeah. Wouldn't you love to live in, 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 in Los Angeles at that time? Uh, not That's so much radio. Los Angeles, but but well, but, where he was, with, but, well, I guess well, New York too. New York, but just yeah. with the in- invention of radio, when radio mm-hmm. was just starting to become big. Yeah, that would but, have been amazing. See, I would have. I, see, I would want to be in the, either the twenties or the thirties, probably the early thirties, because you know, uh, I know you, you making you, Superman. Exactly. You get the first Superman, you get, you know, all these pulp magazines that you go to newsstand and find some amazing stuff or go to the, you know, uh, you have the, uh, the Algonquin round table, you know, you had people like, right. uh, you know, uh, meeting people like, uh, you know, Dashiell Hammett or, 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 you know, um, uh, you know, and, and going again, the jazz age, you know, going to a speakeasy, um, you know, going to a, you know, going to Harlem, going to, you know, uh, that would be, uh, if I could travel back in time, I would, I would, the fedora, <laughs> to the 1920s, yeah, the I would uh, have the fedora, yeah, the yeah. suit, I would go to New York and, and, and be there in the early Boy, 30s. That would be cool that in the 30s. Be, when uh-huh. lights, when they just started to electrify the city too, uh-huh. yeah. that would be really neat. Times Square. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go to the theater, go to the movies and see a bogey picture, you know, oh, a, a new one, right? you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, for a know, nickel. Yeah. For a nickel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the only time I could afford anything. Um, yeah, exactly. But um, and a man could eat for a nickel. Yeah, right? that's right. Could eat a yeah. good breakfast for a nickel. Exactly. Yeah. Or the um, and the thing that always fascinated me was the automats. Um, right. There was actually I, I missed it. Uh, there was a documentary at our local uh, film festival had a documentary about the automat which I wanted to see and I, and I missed it. But uh, the automat was like a, a early version of a fast food restaurant. You, it's you very go metropolis. To, yeah, you'd go into an automat. You'd put plunk some coins in and you get like meals. And, and if you didn't have any money, you know, basically people would, you know, writers who are, you know, starving writers would go to the automats and, and, and basically the only thing that was free was hot water and ketchup. So they'd make like, you know, put ketchup mm-hmm. and hot water together, mix it together. And that's their ketchup soup. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how they survive. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's, you know, checking out an automat would be really cool. You know, um, really world's fair at that time. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the 1930s World Fair, the, 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 um, yeah, no, that would be, uh, that's the time period. That's the time okay. period I would, I would travel to. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Question number 14 <clears throat> Socks with sandals, yes or hell no? You know what? I'm going to say no, mm-hmm. just because it is, it is a disgusting thing. In the house, yes, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, I think if you're going outside, if you're going to wear sandals, if you're going to commit to sandals, then you, you take your socks off. I mean, because you're usually going to be wearing shorts. And I could see it if you're wearing, it, it's almost like wearing socks with Crocs and pants, right? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Right. And if you're going to be wearing, if you're going to be wearing sandals or Crocs and you got to have shorts on then. So <laughs> shorts with socks don't make sense unless you got no shoes on. You know what? I, I, you cannot combine those two disparate elements. The sock and the shoe can't be together if there's a, if there's a shorts involved. I, I agree with you 100%. That's exactly it. Either you commit or you don't. You know, socks That's and sandals right. are just you being wishy-washy. Uh, you know, I mean, if you, you know, wear the shoes in the house, 
Like if you're just bumming around the yard and you wanted to slip on, you got socks on, you just want to slip on some shoes going in and out the house. Yeah, you know, you got some that, little, That's fine. But you know, if you're going anywhere where there's people, yeah, right? You're, yeah. you're expected to interact with humanity, yeah. then no. And that's, and that's you know, I, I have exactly those things. I mean, you know, a pair of runners that I can slip on and I don't have to untie them. They just sort of... My deck know, shoes, yeah. Yeah, that, and that's exactly what I'm wearing right at this very moment. And that's, you know, <clears throat> but if you're going to do sandals, you've got to commit to it. you got to be, you gotta know, commit, you're, you're either doing the beach or the barbecue thing. It's, you know, yeah. That's right. And it's going to it's gonna give you that bad tan, uh-huh. you know, the bad uh, sandal tan on your feet. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. If you're going to go shorts, you got to go sandals. Yeah. And if you got toe jam, you know what? Just can just you know what that's just, on you. That's right. That's and on you. you. And if people and, are offended and, and, by them, that's that's their problem. Okay, but you know? here's another one. If you're wearing running shoes, can you wear socks and sandals? Socks and and, and shorts. With um, running shoes. With running shoes, I I no, I do. Can you wear socks? Because <laughs> I, I I always have to wear socks. Uh, okay. Me too. And I do have the shorts that the shorts go down to my knee, and I will have yeah, the socks right. and, the, and the shoes. The socks will be slouchy. So socks, but, socks and runners can work. Socks and runners shorts. works, yeah. Okay, yeah. But I mean, if I'm doing sandals, that's you got to commit to that. Yes, right. You know, and I mean, you know, if you're going to the beach or or whatever, you're just walking. It's it's and it, like you said, it's it's harder to cool down than it is to warm up. So and sandals, that's the way to do it. You know, so putting socks on it, it just it does not make sense. Awesome. So, yeah. And I mean, I'm not talking any political thing. I'm not talking granola eaters or tofu guys. I'm not talking. No, no, I'm not, it, I'm not just slagging talking, any. You know what? I'm not. We're just I'm talking. Not, this is not a political we're just, thing. We're, this is just we're running a, a civilization. Here. Exactly. Let's yeah. try to be decent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Final question. Uh, and maybe this one's too profound to put at the end, but I don't know. Uh, let's do this. Number fifteen. What is your greatest fear? Greatest fear. Is um, failing in my own eyes. Now, again, you set a certain standard for yourself. And again, everything you have that works against you in the world, right? Uh-huh. That then keeps you down and keeps you from being as great as you need to be. And, that, and a lot of times what makes a person great is changes in the terms of who's looking at it, right? And who considers things to be great. But if I think if I can do the things that I enjoy and do them well, in a way that I'm content with it. Like the blog is a big thing in my life. And the fact that I can maintain a certain standard, I think that's what means the most to me, that I can maintain that kind of standard for myself. I can entertain myself. I look through my blog, I look through my, my archives, and there's not a single thing on there that I don't find entertaining or interesting in some way. Even if, and I look back six, seven years, eight years ago, um, it'll be, it's funny how I look at the things and the way that I answer certain questions. I'm always going to answer those questions in the same way. Um, so um, if, if I can keep doing that and keep being honest with myself about my own failures, which are immense, and I'm like Homer Simpson, I, I have many problems that I refuse to work on, right? <laughs> I'm not going to get better. I'm only going to pretend to get better. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lie to you about trying to get better, right? I'm not going to get any better. This is as good as I'm going to get. So that'd be my answer. Uh, the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Sosa. He should scare you. And Mr. Kobayashi, too, because Mr. Kobayashi comes into the room. Kaiser Sose is right behind him. Yeah, that's right. So Kaiser, Kaiser knows you're about you. And if he knows about you, you're, you're messed up. You're mis- <laughs> if you're meeting Mr. Kobayashi for a simple be- meeting, uh, your life's already fucked up. That's true. It's yeah. You walk away. You leave it all behind. You burn everything behind you or he's yeah. going to get you. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, my my, you know. Um, my greatest fear is, uh, 
yeah, well, um, my greatest fear is something happening to me, something happening to, to my kids. Um, yeah, that would you know, be. and that's, you know, I might, I mean, I got the, you know, stepson and stepdaughter and then, you know, and I, you know, I care about that, but I mean, my, my, my daughter, right. you know, Jill, she's, um, you know, and I mean, she's amazing. She's an amazing woman. She goes and she does, and she's, she has adventures, but she's, she's sensible, which is good. Cause I've hopefully I've taught her to be, but I mean, yeah, you always fear, you know, if you're a parent, that's, that's your greatest fear. That would be it. And, uh, you know, and I mean, you know, she is, you know, she's almost 30 now, Joe. I mean, wow. she's, but she's always been my yeah, you know, little girl, little girl so, that you read yeah. to outside the, the, the door. Yeah. 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 So, um, <clears throat> Yeah, that, that's 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 my greatest fear, as as with pretty much any parent. Yeah. Um, uh, other yeah, than that, that yeah. you know, I mean, um, you know, I mean, I could, and actually, <laughs> well, you know, I, I, um, the so far, you know, this like particularly this last winter, I've I've had some fears of, you know, I've, I've had some dodgy moments on the road in the with the with the ice oh, and the snow, yeah. and that's that's the, that's the kind of terror that I I'm not you know keen to. To, um, to experience again so so well and I'm, i had that I'm, time that those drunk deer were almost crossed the road and almost killed us uh-huh. it's the same thing yeah i know just mm-hmm. dying on the road when it's out of your control yeah yeah that's you're not driving that's a, that's a real that's a real you know that's like pain in the pit of your stomach kind of fear that that uh that yeah i'm, I'm almost considering moving to florida before the winter no floats. you're not no, no don't even no, think I'm it not. just watch <laughs> two words bath salts okay just look that up <laughs> That's what, that's somebody in Florida is taking bath salts and chew your face off. Oh, you know, somebody in Florida is always doing stupid shit. Uh, Flo- well, Florida man, right? Okay, yeah, Florida man, exactly. Yeah. Well, okay, here, but let's, you know, uh, we're um, uh, in Canada, so I guess you know our equivalent would be like souk or something like that. You know? Yes. You know, <laughs> so go to Victoria, go to the island. You know, it's like yeah. everyone else is complaining about three feet of snow, and it's like, oh, the crocuses are out. You know, that's. <laughs> And boy, we hate you for that. And we absolutely hate you. But you know, I'll take that hate if it means you know not having to. And to it always becomes it always becomes a story on the news when the crocuses come out, <laughs> and they always come out when what some place is having the worst kind of weather, spring weather, mm-hmm. right? They're having yeah. that March and April weather yeah. that, that pisses you off. It means nothing's going to change yeah. um, forever. It, it, yeah. And it's the, and the groundhog didn't see a shadow. He didn't even come out because he's dead, yeah. and he's not predicting the weather anymore because it's so bad. Yeah, it's it's colder than Mars in Red Deer, but you know we're we're wearing our sandals and that's right in Victoria. Yeah, bastards, bastards.
It's not the way that you say it when you do those things to me. It's more the way that you mean it when you tell me what will be. And when you stop and think about it, you won't believe it's true that all the love you've been giving has all been meant. I'm looking for someone to change my life. I'm looking for a miracle in my life. And if you could see what it's done to me, lose the love I knew, safely leave it through. Between the silence. There lies a land I once lived in, and she's waiting there for me. But in the gray of the morning, my mind becomes confused between the dead and the sleeping, and the road that I must choose. I'm looking for someone. I'm looking for a miracle in my life, and if you could see what it's done to me, lose the love I knew that safely lead me to the land that I once knew. The land Say it when you do those things to me. It's more the way you really mean it when you tell me what will be. This has been a COC production.